Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hi, writers. Welcome to episode number 14 of How Do You Write? And I'm your host, Rachel Heron, and I am so glad to be with you here today. Today, I talk to Kat Rambo, who is the current president of science fiction and fantasy writers of America. And it was a delight to talk to her. Um, You will enjoy that. Just a brief look into my week of writing. It's been a busy one. Um, First of all, I have to admit something to you, but I have given up the romance podcast that I started with my friend Carolyn Jewell. It was called The Business of Writing in Romance, and we started it together about the same time that I started this podcast. And honestly, two podcasts was too much for me. And um, I have stopped doing that. And I have a certain level of guilt about that. Um, I like to finish things that I start and I don't get into things lightly. And I give things a great deal of thought, if rapid thought, before I do them. And I don't like to fail at anything. That is uh, definitely not something I like to do. I don't know many people who do. You probably don't either. But I like to succeed at things. And Carolyn and I could have made it work if we just kept working, but it was, it was taking too much of my time and I didn't have enough time. I'm super busy with the writing and with the upcoming teaching and just kind of losing my mind. So I was just emailing a friend about it a minute ago, my pal, Laura Jean. And she said, she said in her email, I like how you're not afraid to give things up. You know, you're you're that you try things. And I had to correct her. It's not so much that I am okay giving up on things. It's that I really believe I can do everything. And I always learn the hard way that I can't. Um, But I am definitely better at failure than I was 10 years ago because I have a lot more practice at failing. Uh, I think that's a good thing for anybody. It's never easy, but um, it's pretty damn healthy. So if you're currently failing, congratulations. It means that you are working towards something and I'm proud of you. So there's that. Um, I'm still having fun with the interior book formatting, the $50 a pop, uh, cheapo book formatting for self-publishers for print books. Um, it is harder than I thought. I have gotten a couple of documents that are almost unclean upable, uh, and I wrangle them, but I've really got to get that down to an hour each. I recently spent something like five five hours on one of them, five or six hours. And for 50 bucks, that is not worth it. But uh, but I also produce a wonderful product, beautiful product that I could be proud of. So um, I'm either going to master it, get each one down to an hour, or you know what? I can cancel that too, because I am driving this writing life, to use a really clunky metaphor. In huge news, this is the news I wanted to tell you about. Right now, at this very moment, um, my very first book, which I wrote 10 years ago, I sold eight years ago, and it was published by HarperCollins six years ago, uh, just hit number one on Amazon because HarperCollins did this awesome thing where they promoted it in a book bub, which is a huge ad um, service. 
And that's the only reason that it's hit number one. It, they uh, It's on really big sale at $1.99 and they discounted the rest of the series to $2.99. So it's really easy and affordable for people to get into. So the number one on Amazon is not due to, you know, me or my writing or anything like that. Although it might be a little bit, but just a tiny little bit, honestly, the, the major pushes from this ad. But right now I'm looking at the screen and in Amazon, the book is number one in the Kindle store for contemporary fiction, American literature, and number three for straight up literature and fiction, and number six in contemporary slash literature and fiction. And all of those things sound exactly the same. No one knows how Amazon does those rankings, but the book is number 75 paid in the whole Kindle store. And it's been there a couple of days now. Um, number 75 paid in the whole Kindle store. That is really cool. That is awesome. I never earned that book out. So that's doubly awesome. Maybe someday I will. Um, but I'm just so excited about that. And it just means that those books that are out there, that whole long tail that they talk about in publishing, that people can find you much later and keep reading you and find your whole backlist of books. That's super exciting. And I am just completely thrilled about that. So um, I, with that under my belt, I'm going to go off into the world. And today I've got to write another 3000 words, which is my goal for the next um, forever. But definitely until a week from Friday when I have a book due or the first draft due to myself and the book is actually due a couple weeks later. So I've got some revision time, but that's what I'm off to do now. But what you're going to do now is listen to Kat Rambo's wisdom. She is absolutely delightful. I hope that your writing is going well. Um, please, if you've been listening to the podcast and like it at all, hit that like button or the stars button on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen on. It's really helpful for discoverability. And um, thanks for discovering this and enjoy your day and enjoy this interview. Well, welcome everybody to episode number 14 of How Do You Write? And it is my pleasure to be here today with the illustrious Kat Rambo. And let me just give a little bio for her, Kat Rambo lives, writes, and edits in the Pacific Northwest. Her work has appeared in such places as Asimov's Weird Tales and Strange Horizons. She was the fiction editor of award-winning fantasy magazine and appeared on the World Fantasy Award ballot in 2012 for that work. And her story, Five Ways to Fall in Love on Planet Porcelain, was a 2002 12 Nebula Award finalist, and she's worked as a programmer writer for Microsoft and a tarot card reader, professions which both involve a certain combination of technical knowledge and a willingness to go with the flow. She's a graduate of Johns Hopkins Writing Seminars and Clarion West, and a frequent volunteer with the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America. She is currently its president. So welcome, Kat. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for asking me. Of course. Let's dive right into your process. Um, I do this show because I love talking about writers' processes, and I'd love to hear about yours. What is the best time of day for you to write, and where do you write? As soon as my husband has gone off to work, I write here in my kitchen, actually. Oh. Uh, I've got a nice space that sort of overlooks West Seattle and a good kitchen table, and I write in longhand, uh, often at that table, or else I may sit outside on the steps and write uh, 
there. Do all of your drafts start longhand? Most of them, unless the unless the story, if the story is super clear in my head, mm-hmm. it's more efficient kind of to sit down and type it because I can certainly type faster than I write uh, longhand. Yeah, but most of the time, my longhand is just about the pace I want to go. I'm so attracted to longhand. So let me ask you, what kind of paper do you write on? Do you use a pencil or a pen? I actually, it varies uh, as far as pen goes, although I love uh, disposable fountain pens. I, I think that those are awesome. Yeah. But I get these big uh, hardback notebooks at nice. the art supply store. Uh, and then uh, basically one of them will last me about a month and a half as far as, because I keep a lot of notes in it. I keep my kind of day book uh, with notes about calls and uh are they are they, that I write. are they yeah. ruled or are they are they no, completely it's a, blank it's a, they're blank see, i'm trying to find a non-incriminating page <laughs> oh, but like you can see i've been doing i'm about to uh, oh, go yeah. to china so like here's my chinese language drill in on the uh, page that's really cool yeah and i draw various things depending it, on what's that looks going like a, a four-armed octopus but i might have it is a four-armed that. octopus and then i was like i'm not very good at drawing octopuses so <laughs> that's actually my my wife's favorite thing to draw is octopuses so i'm i'm frequently looking at octopuses in yeah. this house yeah. okay and are you a plotter or a pantser when it comes down to writing Honestly, it depends. Okay. Again, like if this, sometimes the story will come pretty completely. Um, other times it will come in uh, bits and pieces. And sometimes I just have to kind of sit down and hurl myself into the abyss and hope that a story rises up to cushion the fall. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the one that I just finished, uh, The Wizards of West Seattle, uh, was basically pieces that came to me while I was out walking. And so I had to stitch all of that together. In fact, it took me a long time because I had all these disparate bits in my my notebook and had to sit down and, and transcribe them all and arrange them, which is tedious. What do, you, what do you prefer your stories come to you? Do you prefer they come as well thought out or do you actually like the discovery process? I certainly love it when they arrive full blown and, and done because that's a lot less work. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that we could figure out how to do that all the time. Yeah. And it's it's you know, just every once in a while, you know, just every every few stories, something arrives or at least arrive, arrives uh, maybe 75% of the way there. Um, the story that I had in uh, – the magazine of fantasy and science fiction uh, was one where I, it, it basically started with this idea of feral appliances, and I wanted to see what would happen with that. So, yeah, that's a fun story. <laughs> I think I've known a couple of those appliances. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst writing advice you've ever heard? Editors don't like cat stories. <laughs> Someone told you that, really? Someone, someone, well, it was someone who'd just been to a writing workshop and they were very, they were somewhat full of themselves at the time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it being unkind. And, and, and they, they thought it was a great tip, right? In, in their best, you know, in their defense, they thought it was this amazing tip that an editor had told them. Editors don't like cat stories. 
This is not true. We have like in, in science fiction and fantasy, there's so many cat people. <laughs> there so. really are. That that reminds me of the oops, I just dropped my mic. That reminds me of a myth that we talk about a lot in my house is that uh, we've been told that dogs don't like hugs. So we like to say that while we're hugging. Because yes, <laughs> they like hugs. And they do like, do like hugs. What dog doesn't like hugs? <laughs> what secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover the hard way? But in chair. And the way that, that we say it around here, I have to swear. Or, oh, good. Or, Please do. Okay, so it, it, around here, it's just writers just fucking write. Uh, and, and I like that. It, well, it is, because you can, I think, early, it's very easy to get carried away with the posturing or sort of the fantasizing that, that kind of cushions our daily journey, right? Where right. you're in the shower and you're like, this is my nebula board acceptance speech <laughs> for this story I just finished. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, you can spend too much time worrying about the font on your business card uh, to the exclusion of actually writing. Yeah. There's so many ways to procrastinate. Oh, That's there's, there's so many, there's my life is full of procrastination and yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you refill your creative well when you're running dry? Um, often I walk. Um, I love to walk. And, and so uh, on, I strive to get like somewhere between five and eight miles in a day, which wow. is, uh, I, I enjoy it, right? I get Lady Gaga on the headphones and I'm clipping along. Um, I love going to museums. Yeah. Um, I like going to new places. Um, I'm about to go to, as I said, China. To China, in, yeah. In, in, uh, gosh, uh, 10 days or less. <gasps> days uh so, so i'm gonna be totally outside my comfort zone i think that would be awesome so i think i expect lots of story ideas from that uh last time i, I went uh traveled for a while i we went to costa rica which was lovely and i got a bunch of stories out of costa rica when when you travel are you actually working on another on on a story or are you just absorbing I am writing down as much as I can. Uh, I'm trying to take good and careful notes. And often those, as I'm taking those notes, I'll start kind of spinning off uh, stories as I go. I can't work on longer manuscripts. Like I couldn't be like, I'm going to take my novel with me and, right. and finish a whole bunch. Well, you know, that's just unrealistic. Uh, so I'm giving myself permission to put it aside for 12 days. That's going to be great. <laughs> Okay, and on really bad days, bad writing days, what other profession do you wish that you had? For a while, a brief uh, halcyon period, I was I managed an apple orchard uh, in southern Indiana, uh, and sort of the landscaping for the surrounding grounds. And I just basically wandered around, encouraging trees to grow in the way that they wanted to grow, and it was fabulous. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Do you have any apple trees there where you live? No, actually, I have a pear tree in the backyard. So ah. uh, it's very nice. We actually uh, live in a, a space where the backyard is totally ours, even though it's a, an apartment. So I can sit out underneath the pear tree, which is in full. Right now, it's kind of dangerous to sit under it because pears will come. Yeah, the pears like are. Now. This is this is their time. I was yeah. recently at a house, and they had an apple tree, and it had just never occurred to me that you could grow that much food on a tree. There's actually uh, groups that kind of map the various uh, fruit trees and nut trees and all of that in cities in order to kind of encourage wild foraging. I uh, I have heard of that, and I live in Oakland, yeah. and I want to do oh, yeah. that because we have a lemon tree that we can never use all the lemons. They're just yeah. dropping off yeah. constantly. Okay, I'm going to do that after we get off, off the phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> and can you give us a quick craft tip of any type? A quick craft tip. I, you want to think about being inside your character's head, your point of view character's head, right? And, and you, you might want to think of it in terms of a camera. You can have the camera back here a few inches kind of watching them. And that's where you have stuff like she thought blah, 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 mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of putting it right behind your, your character's eyes where it's actually blah, blah, blah. She dashed to the door, you know, <laughs> or that sort of thing. Uh, that is one of the things you have control over, in fact, of, uh, you know, how deeply you are immersed in your character's head. And honestly, the more deeply you are immersed, uh, the better, in my opinion, or at least the, the easier it is to kind of have the reader there with you. Well, I was just thinking about that. That's always, always my preference is to be very mm-hmm. close into that character's head. And I'm trying to think of a time I wouldn't mm-hmm. want that. I guess if I were, if we were working on a huge story with many points of view and that omniscient voice, but I don't, I personally, I don't like that. Well, it's a little bit like, uh, one of my favorite books is Ken Rand's The 10% Solution, which is kind of how to trim 10% of the, the lint out of your writing. Oh, I'm going to have to get that. Oh, it's a great book. I always oh, recommended it. Um, but he talks about the, that sort of, uh, that layer, instead of saying, you know, a knock sounded at the door, like I heard a knock at the door or, you know, she heard a knock at the door. Right. And, and he would argue that that, and I, I think it's true that it is this sort of excess, it's, it's like insulation, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the less of it, the better, but you might want to have a kind of muffled effect maybe, or a character that you, you kind of want the, the reader to doubt or, or Ooh. not quite be jived with maybe, right. you know, there's things you could do with it. Fantastic. Thank you. And what would you like to plug right now? Um, I actually have to plug two things. Great. Uh, one is, is in itself two things, which is mm-hmm. that uh, in the next couple months, we're coming out as a second double-sided collection, neither here nor oh, there. That's really cool. <laughs> For listeners just on the podcast, the book is one of those old-fashioned turn upside down and there's another book. And so, so Ugh. neither neither here is secondary world fantasy, and nor there is fantasy set in our own world, which oh, I just cool. think is, is super, super cool. It's a that was the second time we've done a collection like this uh, with Hydra House, and so I'm really excited about that. So, nice. shouts out for Hydra House. Perfect. And, and is that uh, out now, or is that coming up? No, coming up. Okay. Uh, should be out in late November, early December. Great. Uh, and the other thing is that I am offering classes online, and if you sign up for my newsletter, you will hear about new ones as they're added. Uh, I have classes coming up with uh, Rachel Swirsky and Juliet Wade doing a very cool linguistics class and nice. a space opera class with Anne Leckie that is oh. going to be super cool. So oh, uh, if you go to my website and sign up for the mailing list, uh, people will get first crack at signing up for those. And what so, is your website for the listeners? Um, you can go to, strangely enough, catrambo.com. <laughs> huh. Or you can go to, usually it's uh, kittywampus.net. Okay. Uh, Perfect. That's all really exciting. And thank you so much for thank being you. on the show. I can't thank you enough. And oh, no I wish you a happy rest of your writing week. Thank you. I'm going to go get more uh, novel done before I head off to China. Okay, good. Enjoy. <laughs> thank you, right, Kat. Thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, where I live, or Facebook, where I don't, and look for the show notes and more fun at howdoyouwritepodcast.com. 
You can also support my Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a dollar an essay. Just go to patreon.com backslash Rachel. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And now go to your desk and perform some of your own feats of writing, daring, do. Create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. Mm-hmm.